When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's January 13th, 2023, and oh my goodness, do I love our January conversations, and this one is going to be so fun because I'm joined today by my dear friend, my longtime co-host, everyone's favorite big sister, and one of my favorite January babies. In fact, you guys, today is her birthday. Happy birthday and welcome back, Kelly Gordon. It's true. Today is my birthday. I'm kind of feeling that longtime co-host today. <laughs> you know, like, yes, longtime co-host. But that's the great thing about getting older. Honestly, it is. I mean, I'm joking, but you do have these things in your life. And I'm at a stage where yes, I just am really impatient with the things that I don't want to do. And I'm really right. embracing the things that I do want to do, yes. no matter how those look to the outside world. So sort of awesome is always one of those things I do want to do. I'm so I'm glad so to be happy. Here. I'm so glad you're here. We have put together for you guys, like I said, I love our January conversations. I love that fresh start. I love that clean slate looking ahead to the new year. So Kelly and I went through we dug through, we did the research, we have found for you guys all of the trends that you're going to want to know about for 2023. We are talking tech, we're talking your home, we're talking health and beauty, we're talking fashion. If it's going to be trending in 2023, we're going to be talking about it today. So you can be in the loop. You will not feel like you are missing any of the conversation anywhere in any part of your life. So Kelly and I have put that all together. And I think this is going to be so fun. I think it will be too. I mean, a few of these that I've kind of gathered are a little bit prognosticating and I may have egg on my face at this time next year. Sure. Yeah. If you went back and listened to it. In December of 2023, you'd be like, yeah, that didn't really happen. But that's part of the fun. I think that's part of the fun is that we're like, here's what we think the new year has in store. Yes, exactly. That is all the fun. And I can't wait to have this conversation. I really think that we just kind of like dabbled in lots of different areas that people are going to want to hear about. So we're going to get to all of that in just a bit. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with here in the new year and a community that will support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I am so thrilled to tell you that you have come to the right place. Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast. We are your community on the go. And if you're enjoying Sorta Awesome, the podcast, please do make sure you have subscribed so that you never miss a new episode from us. And while you're subscribing, it's the perfect time for you to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. These days, you can leave ratings on Spotify, other podcast apps. I know, Kelly, I've used Overcast for years. Do you still use Overcast for podcasts? I do. Yes. Although, you know, I use Spotify as well. I feel like Overcast is where I keep my collection, if you will, if I want to try to stay organized. Same. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I've been actually using Spotify. I was kind of a slow adapter of Spotify for podcasts because I just use it for music so much. But there are so many Spotify originals that I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. But in Overcast, you can like star an episode if you think it's particularly good. And that will move that episode up in the... I don't think I knew that. Yes. Feature or like haven't been paying attention. Yeah. That's really good. That's good intel. Yes. So yeah, just give us a little love here at the beginning of the year. It'd be a perfect gift from you awesomes to us as we start out the new year so we can find new awesomes and bring them into the fold, bring them into the community and leaving us ratings and reviews wherever you listen is the perfect way to do that. So Kelly, we have so many fun trends and predictions to get to for 2023. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little more awesome for you right now, whether it is a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, something that's bringing that gold sparkle that we definitely all need here in the midst of January. Although, Kelly, I'm sure with it being your birthday, you've got sparkle to spare. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and my daughter's birthday is this month, too. Actually, I know yes. a lot of people. I have, have January a January birthdays. baby. Yes. Yeah. Rebecca has a January yep. birthday. It's a big month for birthdays. So it is. In some ways, it's a hard month for birthdays, I feel like, yes. because it's Right after the holidays. And so especially with my daughter's birthday is even before mine. Yes. Right at the beginning of the month, you're like, oh, yay. Yeah. More celebration, more presents. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's something and maybe this is just because I grew up in the north and what January is. January feels very crystalline to me. Oh, look at that. Magical. Yes. Like right now we are having a lot of freezing fog in the morning and we have tons of snow. It's very wintry looking. Uh-huh. And so when that fog freezes on everything and everything has got hoarfrost and it's white and then it starts to fall as the sun comes out, I don't know. It does feel magical and really, yes. really cold sometimes, but also I'm going to yeah. go with magical. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is not our experience of January here. Although yeah. one thing that we do get in Oklahoma in January, sorry for this little side <laughs> tangent, sorry, you guys. guys. This is what we do. <laughs> this is exactly how Welcome Kelly and I have awesome. conversations. Yes. But we get really great sunsets and sunrises, Mm. just like gorgeous skies, the pinks, the purples. It's just like every morning. And I have two close friends who live here in the city who will text me regularly, be like, go look outside right now just to make sure I don't miss a good one. But I don't know what it is atmospherically that happens in this part of the country in January and December as well. But it kind of makes up for the winteriness of it all when we have those gorgeous skies. Right. And I think it's something probably with how low the sun is, like where the rays hit the atmosphere Mm. that make the colors better. But yeah, I think that's really cool. There is some magic to this time of year, I feel like, that is unique. So we'll embrace it. We'll take that little birthday magic. For sure we will. We'll take all the magic we can get. But let's get back to Awesome of the Week. What do you have for oh, us wait, this what week? Are we doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I actually have something that I'm laughing because I would say it was a Christmas gift, but it's also a Christmas gift that I bought myself. Oh, yes. That still counts, right? Oh, like, absolutely it does. This is something that I've had my eye on for more than a year. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to order this. And I got it and I gave it Good to my husband. You. I said, here, give me this for Christmas. <laughs> yep. And so what it is, is a wooden puzzle table to do puzzles on jigsaw puzzles so that you can easily move the puzzle. And also this one, this is what I really liked about it, has drawers to it as well, small drawers off the side so that you can pull drawers out and you can like store pieces. 
So this is what I'm going to say is that I have been eyeing this one for a while. It was about $55. Okay. I ended up ordering it from the actual manufacturer website. It was a little cheaper at Christmas than you can get on Amazon. But you guys, when we got it, so when my husband opened it, it was poorly made. And this might be, I've looked in the reviews and it looks like it might have maybe even been because when we got it, it was like that super cold spell all through the US, like temperatures in our area were really below freezing. So parts where they glued the wood, I think had come unglued. Oh, shoot. So it was very fixable and the company like gave me my money back. So, or they gave me a store credit, but Mm -hmm. it was worth fixing. So my husband's like, I can use some wood glue and some small nails and we'll just put it back. It wasn't like completely falling apart, but you know, there were parts of it that were kind of coming undone. So he fixed it it up for me. So in that sense, he did do work on my Christmas gift and it is so great. So I didn't actually get to start using it until January because the way the holidays went. And so we've been doing a puzzle on it right now. It is pretty big. It's about 27 by 35 inches, 27 by 35. So it is a big puzzle. The puzzle that we're doing right now, I really do not have the patience to do anything more than 500 pieces. A thousand piece puzzle is my absolute max, but it says that this is a puzzle table for 1500. So big puzzles. Yeah. My favorite thing though, is just that I have a space for my puzzle I have these drawers where I can put pieces away and I can move it off of my table. Because I think that I've even said before, maybe on the podcast or for sure in the Superstars group, because we've talked about puzzle tables before, that I love to do puzzles, but we don't have a spot in our house. We only have one table. Yes. So we have some coffee tables, but the pets can get to those. So we're like, we've got to have a spot. So my husband had cut some like plywood and we would try to do it on that, but we just didn't have one that was big enough, especially when you're just starting out and you have more pieces, but you've got an edge and Like it was difficult to do puzzles. And I really started to love to do puzzles in the pandemic that winter of 2021 when we were all like, oh, we're all inside again Mm -hmm. still. So I have quite the collection and I'm so excited now that I can do it. And what we do is we just leave it on our table. And when we're ready to eat, it's just easy to pick this big board up and put it away. Theoretically, you could also store it under a couch or under a bed if you're just like, I can't work on this for a couple of days. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. You know, or even if you're like, I'm not doing a puzzle right now, where do I put this big thing? Right. You could definitely stash it there. Again, I feel like my pets, our dogs especially, are like, I love puzzle pieces. (laughs) Yes. That's what I was thinking exactly when you were talking about this because we have a five month old puppy who does think that everything is edible. And so I'm like, I mean, she doesn't get on the table, obviously, but I was thinking, where would we put it when we're not working on it? Right. Where she couldn't get to it. But stashing it under the couch is a good idea. Yeah, that could maybe work. Or maybe you could put it if you were just going to move it while you were eating sort of a thing. You could put it in somebody's bedroom and lock the door so that she couldn't get to it. I mean, our cat, when we would do it on the big table and not on this little table, because the puzzle board has edging on a couple of the sides, not all the sides because they want it so that if you want to save the puzzle, you can easily slide it off. Right. Yeah. So smart. But having like some spaces, our cat would even get up and like play with the pieces and knock them off. Yes. Like, ooh, this is a fun little, and she would work it to the edge and knock it off. And then the dog would come along and be like, ooh, snap. So we have lost some puzzles, RIP puzzles because Mm -hmm. of that. So the real thing though, is just for me, not just keeping it safe in the pets, is a easy way to keep the puzzle out but still use my table for eating or for homework to move it quickly and easily. Game changer. I'm so excited. And the thing I love about keeping a puzzle out as much as possible in the winter 
is that it kind of sucks people in as they walk by. Yes. Especially definitely. kids who are mm-hmm. very prone to screens, you know, so mm-hmm. they're like on their way to watch YouTube, but then they kind of go, oh, mm-hmm. or right before bed, they sit down and they're doing the puzzles. So it's just having it out and available. Love it. Love seems it. to make conversation. Yes. And I love that too. So yes. So this is what I'm going to do. I will link to a puzzle table. Well, I'll link to the one that I got and we'll just put a note on it that like a lot of other people, the reviews mostly it's like four and a half stars, right? Yeah. So my experience is probably not everybody's experience and it was very salvageable, but I also linked to another table that's a little bit more money, has a few more drawers. So you guys can check them out and see what you want. So again, the price point for me was about $55, around $50, which is not cheap to try something. However, I feel like if you're saying, is that much money worth it? Yes. The answer is yes. It is worth it. You will use it for a long time. It's going to make your puzzling so much easier and accessible for everybody in your family. It's worth it. I'm into it. I really am. We, you're way back. What This seems like, you know, what is time? It's all relative. Right. We've lost our, we've lost our grasp. Yes. In October, 2020, when we had that ice storm and we had to decamp to my parents' house, We did puzzles like nonstop at their house and everybody loved it. But then we came back home and I like just not only that, but I mean, in 2020, Nika wasn't even two yet. And so I had a toddler. I just could not figure out the logistics of how do we keep a puzzle out. But what you are describing sounds like puzzle nirvana to me. Worth every penny. We have to have one for sure. Well, fantastic. You should definitely check it out. And I know that we've talked about this in the Sort of Awesome Hangout. Yeah. So if you have ever joined us over there, you could also search there. People have talked about it. I really think it's just one of those things that a lot of people are like, is it worth it? Like, is it really going to make a difference? Yes, it does. Love it. Love to hear that. Okay. Yeah. I have kind of a double. The first one I'm going to talk about is just like a sort of a mini awesome of the week. And that is that I am doing for the first time ever, Yoga with Adrian's 30 Days of Yoga. First time ever? My first time ever to attempt 30 Days of Yoga. I know that? Yes. And I wanted to tell you specifically, I don't want to spend too many words on it because I talked a lot about this with Rebecca on the most recent Awesome Overflow episode for our superstars, which we would love to have you join us. Tons of bonus episodes, including that. It's a little bit emotional, a little personal, my discussion of yoga with her. So I don't want to use all my words again here. Sure. But I know you have been raving about Adrienne Mischler and her yoga with Adrienne for literally years. Yeah, she's been my awesome of the week probably more than once. I think she's been your awesome of the year, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's possible too, yes. (laughs) I have told myself this story for so long that yoga is not for me. I get too bored. Like I came up in the age of exercise where we were doing high impact aerobics. We were sweating with Richard Simmons, sweating to the oldies. (laughs) I've done kickboxing. Like I just have always thought I need a lot of high intensity, high energy. Well. Here I am, I'm 45. And as I was researching one of our Midlife with Megan Mindy episodes, I kept coming across how important and how valuable and how healthy and good yoga is for women in perimenopause. And so this felt like the year that I was like, you know what? I've never done it before. Why not do it for 30 consecutive days? (laughs) (laughs) Although, although I will say last year was the first time I did all 30 days in a relatively short time period. Like I've probably was done the first week in February. Yeah. Most years, and this is probably, I don't know, my fifth year doing it. There are years I finished in June, Mm. you know, the 30 days. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
because I would kind of like struggle through January right. and I do a few in February and then it was like one a month. Yeah. Sort of a thing. Any way you finish, and I'm going to even back away from that, any day you do yoga yes, is a benefit to you. Yes. So absolutely. I think the 30 days is a great thing. It's a way to motivate yourself and yeah. she does build on it, you mm-hmm. know, like where she's like, we're starting this and then you'll start to see the themes emerge as you will. Right. And just trying to, as we all know, to establish a new habit, it takes yeah. however many, 20 days, 21 days, something like that. So this is a good chance to try that. But any day that you do yoga yeah, is a good day. It's you're You're loving yourself. Yeah. It's been really good. I think of you often because I'm like, I should have listened to my favorite big sister, Kelly, a long time ago when it comes to yoga with Adrian. But I'm so glad. It's just like everything aligned for this to be the time for me to take up this challenge. And it has so far, and we're like a week into it. It has been so meaningful to me. So that's like my mini awesome of the week. I love that. Yes. Okay. And can I just say one other thing real quick? Mm. For people who are listening, it's not too late to join in. Right. If you still want to do that, we can put a link in the show notes if you want to join in. We also, like we talk about it, some of this sort of awesome hangout, but we also even have a group called Sorta Yogis. Yes. And um, that tends to resurrect every January because we're talking about, you know, the different days and like, yeah. wow, this was hard or this was awesome. So you can join us there. You can find your community. Absolutely. Yes. We will okay. put links in show notes for all of that stuff. My real awesome of the week too is I have a product. I have been TikTok influenced. Yes. For the first time and surely not the last time. <laughs> I do not know how, when, where I found this, but I do feel like I did find it on TikTok. And I brought a visual for you, Kelly, and for anybody who sees this on video. Okay, so this is an LED nightlight. So look, I'm touching it. (laughs) It's a touch LED. Can you see it changing? So, and you set it on your nightstand and it does a couple of things for you. So again, it's got the lamp part. Of course, living in an old house, we have such a limited number of outlets in every room. And the ones that we do have, especially in our bedroom, which is also my office, the outlets are like maxed out. And so I'm always looking for something that's going to save space and those types of things. So this is combining a couple of things for me so that I can free up some outlet space. So it's a nightlight for your bedside table. It's also a Bluetooth speaker. It has a little phone holder on it. And also it is a wireless charging base. So this little thing covers all of those bases and you have to plug for it you. In? So you do plug it in with a USB cord, which this is the port. I had to unplug it to show you. So you do plug it in so that you can do the wireless charging. Now, obviously, if you don't need it as a wireless charger and you just think it looks cute and you need like a little nightstand lamp, then you, you can have charge to it and then move it to where you it want in. it to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. You can move this up and down if you want. If you don't want it up as you're charging, move the LED part around. And then this little part acts as a phone stand. I haven't used that function yet, but it's there. And it's just been super great to have a little extra light because especially in the winter months, I am one of those people. I'm sure you've seen that TikTok that the lady talks about how they never, ever, 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 ever use the big light in her house. Like that's I didn't her house see that. No. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. Why TikTok is TikTok knows so me well. And then TikTok knows that? I hate just because. The big light is just like on a sensory level. It's just so garish. And what do you mean by big light? Like overhead lights? The overhead lights. Yes. And so I've seen that audio be used where people are showing like all of their like little fairy lights, their candles, their LED, you know, that's just like allows you to have soft lighting throughout the house without having to turn on the big light. And that is something that drives me crazy though about our room is we mostly 
rely on the big light, which I hate. Just again, sensory, it just like after a while, the having the big light on like makes me angry. That is, that is so funny. Me. I am pro all light. So I will walk even okay. in the summer, I will walk through my house and turn on like every light bulb that is available to me. <laughs> really? Maybe not in the oh summer. Oh my gosh, that's not so when it's like funny. streaming in the windows. But yeah. Yes, like overhead lights side lights, all the lights. I want all of them on. I want yeah. to be in the Thomas Kincaid photo. I want people to drive by my house oh and my be gosh. like, look at all the light shooting forth from every edifice of that house. That's the kind of light that I want. That house is a like, blaze. Wow, what's the going on in there? And that's why for <laughs> one point, I think we talked about this one time that we got the, when the new LED bulbs came out and you didn't know to look at what color the light was, oh, we got right. the bright yes. white and not the warm. And oh my goodness, right. even I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I have to tell you, if you drove by our house right now, we have, okay, again, old house, our front porch light is an absolute monster to change the light bulb. I hate it so much. We've lived in this house for almost 10 years. I've only had to change it a few times. I will say that, but it makes me like literally cry. It's so hard to change it. So I just like a month or two ago, I had to change it. There's two light bulbs in the fixture. They both had gone out. I grabbed some LED bulbs. I did not realize at the time they're the bright lights, both of them. I didn't know until I had, and I changed it during the day. So when we turn it on that evening, it's like, I, I can't even explain to you how I can understand because we've done the kind of the same thing. Corey ended up getting some light bulbs. And again, like he ordered like a pack of 20 on Amazon, like those type. Our outside lights are the ones yes. that have to have like the candelabra, you know, those old, okay. so it's an older mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. So he ordered a bunch of LED ones and did not realize. So I came home one time and we have several <laughs> places on the outside of our house and everything inside the house is warm light and our overhead, like on the porch is warm light. And then everything else is this garish white light. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yes. No, but there's like, they were, you know, and I'm like, no, that is <laughs> awful. It is awful. Yeah. If it's in the big fixture for you, it must look like you're like, criminals will not get through here. I'm, Kyle was like, finally, we have some actual front porch security because it's like a spotlight right. shining down. Like a prison no light. one is coming to the front door. Murder. I'm sure that, yes, the Postmates <laughs> delivery people that come by in the evenings are like, my gosh. Like, yes, they okay. live in fear. <laughs> yes, exactly. Between our spotlight shining down and then our hyperreactive anxious Boston Terriers who bark at every sound. You're I'm, covered. Yeah. No one's covered. coming in our house. Yes. No one's coming. Okay, wait, what so. was your awesome of the week? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so my awesome of the week is the opposite of garish. Right. It is so kind. It's so gentle. It's so warm and just you don't need this, okay? Nobody well, like unless you don't this, have a light. But if you wanted any. to add well, okay. Yes, then. But just if you want to add a little nurturing something aesthetic to your evenings or mornings. My word of the year is elevate. So I'm just like looking for little ways to elevate my daily experience. And this little table side LED nightlight thingy wireless charger is really fitting the bill. It's from Amazon. It is like around $50. There's one of those coupons you can click where you apply. Like right now, you can get okay. 15% off of it. So we'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. This would also be a great gift. You know, we're always thinking about gifts for people who have everything. This would be a great gift. Or if you've got a kid like I do going off to Mm. college next year, be a fun graduation gift to send with somebody. There's lots of ways you could use it. So, all right. 
We had a lot to say. I just did us of the week. We haven't even gotten guys, to the trends yet, you on, guys. Hang on. <laughs> All right. If you would like to tell us about what's awesome in your life, please come and find us on one of our social media communities. We would love to have you on Facebook in our Sort of Awesome Hangout or over on Instagram at Sort of Awesome Show. We're always talking about and sharing what is awesome in your lives in our communities. Kelly and I do have so much in the way of trends to share with you. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, awesome. So today we're talking all about these trends and predictions for 2023. But listen to me right now. I have the perfect New Year's resolution just for you. This year, stop putting it off and finally get life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life is the easy all online solution that you have been waiting for. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices could mean potentially significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Life insurance can kind of get a bad rap for being complicated, but Fabric makes it easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. It's all online and it's all on your time. And if you do need extra support, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can answer questions all along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply to see your quote and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. And with over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, you can feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash awesome. That's meetfabric.com slash awesome, M-E-E-T fabric.com slash awesome. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Okay, awesomes, we are back. And this week, we're talking all about the trends that you need to know about for 2023. Things that are going to be trending, some prognostication, as Kelly said, some predictions, some things to keep an eye out for. And not all of these are going to apply to our lives. I'm going to be talking about some fashion that is definitely maybe not for the 45-year-old crowd. However, you can wear what you want whenever you want. You have full permission to do that. But some of the things I came across are definitely what you're going to maybe see younger people wearing. Maybe you have teenagers like we do who are going to be asking for certain things. We just want to keep you in the loop so that you're not caught off guard. And also so you know what you can be looking forward to in the year ahead. Kelly, why don't you go ahead and get us started on these? Okay. So when we were talking about trends, when this idea first came up, the very first thing that came to the top of my consciousness was how... Artificial intelligence or AI is going to start really like exploding into the public eye this year. And I had yes. listened to some things at the end of the year of 2022 where they were talking about this. And so that's the reason it was so you know top of mind for me. And here's the thing, you guys, if you're not aware of AI and all the different like potential uses that it has, this is the year I think that it is going to really start to come into our lives, kind of like the internet kind of like the iPhone, you know, like not everybody, not everywhere, but it's slowly going to start taking over. And this is what I heard that really made me go, hmm, okay, is that AI has now like potential to write an entire research paper in seconds 
and it will be different every time. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, they were saying the ability to write things, to produce content like that, looking all around the internet, citing its sources, doing this thing. And even people have said that when you look at it, you kind of expect, well, there's probably going to be bad grammar or there's going to be things I'm going to be able to tell. And they're like, no, it really wasn't. Like there's almost more bad grammar in the research papers that come in. Like in that sense, what they were talking about, of course, is for like college professors who are already on major plagiarism watch. And there's all these websites that they can scan papers through to see if there was anything that was plagiarized. That's not going to work anymore. Because AI can do the work right. and it's different every time. So it's not plagiarizing. It is creating something new. Right. It's just not your student's yes. work or your work. I have thought about this so much because I have thought about it in terms of the application to academia for sure, especially for undergraduate work. I've thought about it in terms of you and I both have so many friends who are mm-hmm. authors, who are writers, who make their living with words and how this changes the shape of our experience of the language yep. going forward. I've thought about this a lot. I can't believe people are freaking out <laughs> I about know. this. You know what I mean? Like not in a bad way, not in a scared way, but just like, this is huge. This is a huge shift yep. forward, I guess. Hopefully it will well, be it, forward. Well, any shift <laughs> requires us to rebalance, mm-hmm. right? You're like, I always say when people growing up, they would be like, oh, you know, in the 50s or in Laura Ingalls time, they didn't have these problems. And I'm like, well, yeah, every time Mm -hmm. we advance as a society and we're advancing quicker and quicker now, right? Mm -hmm. It brings with it great new good and great new evil. Like that's just what happens. So I feel like the same is true here. So like you said, I'm not inclined to freak out and fear. However, it is... The more you think about the potential and how this completely changes things, like, so my immediate thought was in my field of journalism, a computer could Mm. write all of our stories, not necessarily the ones that are originally reported. But if I'm like, lots of times what I do is I produce radio and then I have to write a web post to go with it so we can put it online. So AI could listen to my radio show, do a better job than I have Mm -hmm. the time to do writing about it. And we could put that online. Mm -hmm. So, whoa. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like I can see so many incredible time-saving applications for it. It is just, it's going to be, I think, one of those things where we navigate where is the AI artificialness of it and where is the humanity and how do those things intersect? And then how also do we, I don't know, continue to like honor the human part of things that we already experience? You know what I mean? What do we need to learn? And I feel like this goes along, and this isn't even on my list, but with education getting an overhaul, I feel like post-pandemic, and this is not going to be a 2023 thing. I think it's going to be a decades-long thing. But Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, really evaluating what we're teaching, how we're teaching, how we can serve all students better. And there has already been, of course, tremendous work on that. But people have said AI is for the written word what the calculator is for math. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the types of math that we teach... Of course, these Mm -hmm. days, as you get into junior high and high school, is so much higher than it was when I was a kid because there's just technology that's they're integrating. So, how are they going to start integrating AI into the classrooms Mm -hmm. to help students? Mm -hmm. And this actually kind of brings me my first thing was like AI slash metaverse, Mm -hmm. which is something I was reading about a lot. I don't exactly. Can you explain it, Meg? I know you were reading about it too. I was, and I was looking into some tech trends. And I do think that the experience of the metaverse, like 
the companies that are really invested in that are continuing to push forward into it to the point where some of the things that have recently come out, products that are being developed are like ways that you can even experience. So like going into the metaverse, it's a virtual reality experience and that can be applied in so many different ways. And now brands and companies are coming along and creating products to where you can like enhance the smells of, that would match a certain virtual experience that would elicit like the same kind of physical response that you might have. I do think that the realm of like gaming is probably where this has been field tested the most for lack of a yeah, better way to yeah. say it. But I think that gamers who have already experienced a virtual reality experience that's where we see it the most. But I do think that starting next year, we're going to see more and more experiences to where I think that was it Walmart? I think it was Walmart had dabbled in creating a meta shopping experience where it was like you were in the store, you were experiencing looking at the shelves and picking products and those types okay. of things. I do think this has so many potential applications for people that have some kind of limitation, physical limitation, you know, like a maybe neurodiversity that they don't, how can I say this? Maybe somebody who struggles with severe anxiety might be able to experience things in a virtual way that they wouldn't be able to experience in a flesh and blood way, in an analog way. Right, right. There's so many applications coming, I think, that go well beyond the realm of just gaming and having fun with it. And tech companies are keeping up with it and they're investing in it. Like, I think you can just be like, I'm not interested in that. And that's something that's totally still an option for you. But I do think, as you were saying, like as the internet came along and like <laughs> eventually over decades, pretty much everyone has adapted to it. And I'm curious to see how that plays out with the metaverse. Man, I think that we are going to adapt and in ways that we don't even, you know, like that we can't predict. Yeah. It really feels like I remember you talking about Ready Player One years mm -hmm. ago. Yes. And then I read it and maybe many awesomes have. And in that book, this character, and it's not even that far in the future. I don't remember what year it was set. Yeah. But in this century, for sure. Yes. It's a futuristic book, but because of climate change and the planet being much more inhospitable to get around yes. and energy crises and things like that, students go to high school virtually. Yes. Like. They do all of their learning and their friendships and everything. They put on a headset and plug in and their avatar is them. Yes. So it was a really interesting idea and a great book if you haven't read it. But it also feels like it's coming true. Yeah. Because like you're saying, like if you can go into a store and try things on or you can go, I mean, even now you can go play soccer with your friends in a virtual reality. It is crazy. I mean, my son plays, I didn't even put esports on the list, but right. the growth of esports yes. in schools, yes. colleges, of course, but even mm -hmm. high schools having esports teams and many of those, not all, but many of them are virtual reality. And it's a fascinating sort of thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. The only thing I was going to tack on to the tech category is, you know, they had that big convention in Las Vegas that they mm -hmm. have That's usually, <laughs> what is it called? Like, oh, something. I can't I'll look it up real quick. Okay. You look it up. You're a great yeah. producer. <laughs> you go find that. Yep. But I watched a couple of Wall Street Journal videos and some other tech commentators talking about things that were coming out of that big CES. Yes. CES. I knew yes. E was in there somewhere. <laughs> out of that sort of convention, that gathering. The consumer technology. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they were talking about how the fact that 
a lot of brands are kind of pulling back. We don't see startups coming in quite as much with innovation in the tech realm because of the economy. And that in the economy that we have right now, it, with this downturn that we're experiencing, that there's not really a lot of motivation for pushing into like newer fields. However, there are some fields where people are, you're still going to see new products coming out, one of those being related to childcare. And I can't remember the particular products they talked about with that. But the other being on the opposite end of things, the aging generation, the boomers as they age, creating new tech for them to make life easier, especially and for their caregivers to be able to have more peace of mind. One thing, one example of that being defibrillators. <laughs> defibrillators. It's really hard to say. Yes. It really is. That you keep at home. And so, you know, you might see those, we've seen those out in public, like at stadiums or like in malls or whatever. But now that technology is being adapted to where you can have one that is just at home. So those are the just like the core parts of life taking care of each other that we're still seeing new tech come out there. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. In fact, have we ever talked about this? This is not virtual reality. It's just cool technology. In the nursing care home where my mom was, and they had this in the memory care unit that she used to be in as well, they have cats that are a motorized, super high tech, <gasps> very lifelike yes. cat that I don't know that it can walk. But it can like sit up and lay down. It purrs. purrs it turns its head. Yes. It can move its ears, its eyes. Yes. It's eerie. I mean, you definitely aren't going to mistake it for a real cat. Right. Like, it's not that close. Although we're probably just on our way, you know, but it doesn't require any upkeep. It doesn't need food. And for all of the patients, they're like just to have it in their lap and to pet it. And if you're petting it, it will purr. Right. It is so soothing yeah. for people who are older, especially if they're lonely. Yes. You know, to have this. So it is amazing the ways that tech is. It can. Yes. Of course. There's all sorts of problematic things, I'm sure, but that can enrich our lives. It's fun. It will be fun to see. Yes how this is going to change. So I just, we want to say this, the awesomes, is that you heard it here first. That's when right. When you hear people talking about AI this year mm -hmm. and the metaverse, you can be like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I heard that on Sort of Awesome. Exactly. You'll know. I mean, we don't even know what completely we're talking about, but we're saying it's coming. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, Kelly, I'm going to shift our gears a little bit and talk about something that I do think impacts us, especially in our awesome community. And that's fashion trends. Okay. I didn't even look these up, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, again, like I said, I'm 45. I'm always kind of like settling into my own thing that feels comfortable, feels good for my body. However, one way that fashion trends affect all of us is, you know, when you go out to buy new clothes, these are the going to be the things that you see in stores. So whether or not you feel like you want to be a person who dresses on trend or if you're more comfortable with your own style, just know that you're going to be seeing these in stores. And that's why I wanted to give you the heads up. First of all, we are done with the phase of the mini skirts, which <laughs> that's not really my thing, but they were everywhere for a hot minute. Now we're moving back towards maxi skirts. A couple of different variations on it. One being the denim maxi skirt. These I'm sorry. Yes. What? That's <laughs> what you're thinking. It is what you're thinking. It's a modern updated view on the denim maxi skirt. Yes, like from the 90s homeschooler. I was like culture. from the homeschooling era? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Tell me more. I don't know that I will wear this, although I'm intrigued. It's a really trendy thing that's happening right now. If you have a denim maxi skirt, <laughs> if you still have one in the back of your closet, yes. 
And if you do, please come please. to the sort of awesome hangout and share please it with post us. Post a picture. We need to see those from the back of your closet. Maybe it was even your mom's from the 90s and you inherited it. Who knows? But those are really big. Those started trending last fall going into 2023. Those are really big. However, on the other end of the maxi spectrum, a slim silhouette maxi skirt is very on trend right now. So instead of having all that material, especially in denim, oh my gosh, that feels like those would be so heavy to I wear. Know. I mean, but of course they have made updates in denim yeah, since the 90s as well, as far as it being lighter or stretchy. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Hopefully it wouldn't just be like you're wearing, yes. you know, a big sheet of denim. Levi's around you. Yes, exactly. So a slim silhouette maxi is really big right now. Cargo pants. I know you and I talked about this last year. Cargo pants are continuing to be on trend. They are still everywhere. However, the sort of update for 2023 is they're getting bigger and bigger pockets. In fact, big pockets. Yeah. Oversized pockets are big on everything right now. They're big on bags. In fact, big bags are trending like utility style, really big bags. So last year it was more of like the baguette style that's just like tucks under your shoulder. It's like we're going the totally different opposite direction this year with big bags. But pockets and just like a really utilitarian vibe is going to be everywhere in stores in 2023. I love a cargo pant. I don't know that they need bigger pockets. Well, <laughs> that's like, are they fewer pockets then? No, I think it's the, they're they're like placed in the same way, but they're just okay. bigger. Just bigger. AJ just ordered some from H&M, so we'll see how they play out in real life when in real application. But I thought that was really interesting. A couple of things that are trending right now, you're going to see again, not for maybe my age group, tiny shorts are in. I feel like those were in last year as well with the mini skirts, like very short things. Low rise jeans are everywhere. No. I don't know if anyone's excited about that coming back, but. Well, probably people who didn't live through it the first time, but the rest of us are like, no rebuke. We rebuke it. Back to the pit of hell. Yes, exactly. Why did these have to come back? We do not know. Okay. Shorts with knee high boots are on trend even in the winter. So the girlies are getting the fleece line tights in a Mm -hmm, skin mm -hmm. color and wearing those. Now those don't have to be the short shorts. Girls are wearing these with like Bermuda style shorts and other cuts and silhouettes, but pairing them with boots for a winter look. Something else that's on trend is pushing back against a longtime fashion rule that you don't mix black with navy or black with brown. Now you're going to be seeing combos of black and navy and black and brown everywhere, whether it's in tops or people pairing accessories, maybe a black boot with a brown belt. Like you're just going to see more of those combinations. The thing about fashion is, and you know this as somebody who's on TikTok and also has teenagers, is TikTok has changed fashion trending in so many ways because now instead of just like one big trend or a couple of big trends per season, there's all these micro trends. So something will be really popular amongst a certain group of people and it's popular for like a hot minute and then they move on from that. So also trending in the new year, bangles, bangle bracelets, just stack them up on your arm. I thought those were really fun. Both, you know, you could do them in a gold finish or even like, the resin plasticky ones that we might have yeah, had right. in the 80s, right? Okay, so and just like stacking your lots arm. Lots of colors. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. of colors, lots of ways to play around with bangles. One thing that I'm concerned about, but also I'm just like, oh, kids, underwear is pants. 
trending what? for 2023 like boxer shorts but you wear them as like your shorts yep okay well i mean boxer shorts are shorts I can see that as long as you're not going to thongs as pants. Right. No, this is, and I guess if you were particularly daring, you could do like a tidy whitey. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's actually doing that. All of the pictures and all of the TikToks that I saw are more of like, think 90s boxers. Like the trend back to the 90s and the early aughts is not going away. This generation is very into it. And so think about the mid 90s where you'd have like, big graphic design, big patterns, like really colorful, big prints yeah. on boxers. So they're bringing those back and just wearing them as the shorts. So Okay. Yep. Well, that sounds cold. <laughs> That's what the old people say. Those aren't pants. That sounds cold. What you doing? Exactly. Exactly. But hey, at least we know when we see it, mm-hmm. when we walk by H&M and it's in the window and we're like, oh, no. Yep. I knew it. I knew that. I know about that. I also saw that there were, somebody said that one of the big themes, and this is one I could get behind for fashion for 2023, was just soft. Yes, that's huge for 2023. Soft everything. Soft. I'm like, I'm pro soft. Yes. Yes. I mean, especially in the winter, obviously. Yeah. I am a texture person. I'm one of those people who like walks the store and I'm touching everything like, oh, and so my daughter and I, when we shop, I'm like, just feel how soft this is. You're like, what did they make this out of? It's like the downy wings of baby angels. Definitely. I love it. I bring that all to me. You know what? Speaking of that, you did look into some home trends. You want to go ahead and talk home trends? Yeah. A little bit? Well, I've only really got one. Okay. But that's okay. I think this is one that I just thought was interesting because I don't know how it's going to strike everybody. And I've seen this multiple places. So I feel very confident about this. Gray is out. <gasps> no. What? And like caramel is back in. They're going to call it caramel instead of beige. Okay. You know, but brown, Mm. a light brown is back in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have seen some pretty funny TikToks where people are like, just got the house redone in gray (laughs) and white. And now they're like, nope, it needs to be warm. It needs to have caramel tones. So they're like all the designers, the new model homes that you go see, everybody's going to be wanting you to do warm colors on your wall, a light brown, a caramel color, a beige, a sand. I mean, I don't hate it. I do like that. Gray is my favorite color, just like the Counting Crows taught me when I was a teenager. (laughs) Well, and the reason I say it just depends probably on how much money you spent to make your house gray or how much you like gray. Our house happened to have mostly warm tones when we moved in 10 years ago. And I have really considered changing it because I really just like white. Like I could be one of those people yeah. that goes with, you know, bright white trim with like a white wall yes. and then just lots of color everywhere. Right, right, right. And sort of inspired. Mm-hmm. But what I've come to decide is that the caramel tone, the sand tone that is everywhere in our house and it's got white trim, which I love is our house. Like it is a warm house. It fits the tone and the style of all the other parts of the house that work together with it. So I've just relaxed into it and now we'd never changed it and home trends have circled back around. So, hey, but if you still like gray or you just did it, I think that's the thing about these trends, right? This is just like what they're saying, like what, right. And maybe it's important if you're going to sell your house. I don't know. I don't even think that it's a huge big deal because everybody's a little different. So if you really like gray and, or if gray seems to look best with your style of house, then that's fine. But I just think it's interesting that we have now come full circle back Mm -hmm. into warmer tones for the inside 
And so you will be seeing a lot more of those, like I said, caramel, yeah. sand, tan tones for walls. Love it. In this year, in 2023. Okay. I'm into it. I can definitely get into that for sure. While we're still talking trends that have to do with like color and accessorizing, let me tell you some stuff that will be trending for hair and makeup. Okay. Again, I can't emphasize this strongly enough. The 90s into the early aughts, still very on trend. So we're going to start to see probably, and I'm going to link to some YouTubers that I watched because this is not my realm of knowing what's on trend for sure. Thankfully, there are some fantastic YouTubers who very much have their finger on the pulse. Is that how that goes? Yeah. I always have to second guess myself on that one of what is coming. And so one particular YouTuber I was watching thinks that we're going to see side bangs come back in as people are really continuing this 90s and early aughts aesthetic that they're going to do the side bang. And along with that, that as you know, having bangs, sometimes you get tired of it. And in, I think this was more of an early aughts thing, pulling your hair back and doing the poof. So like pulling okay, your bangs yeah. up, mm -hmm. I'm doing it on camera to show you where you pull you it up, push it forward, yeah, a push bit. it forward. You you know maybe pin it in place so you've got the little poof. Addison Ray did a TikTok and she had put her hair pulled back the bangs and done the poof, and so everyone's like, oh, that's probably going to start trending now. So you might see your teenage daughters in the mirror trying to figure out how, mom, show me how to do a poof. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, if you live through that, you probably remember. Yes, exactly. Not a hard thing. Another thing that this YouTuber thinks is going to start trending again is that we're going to move away from the super stick straight blowout look and go back towards a 90s perm look. So think more in terms of like Carrie Bradshaw character on Sex and the City, just kind yeah. of like that wild. It's not like meant to be a super tight like poodle perm like we did in the 80s. It's meant to be more relaxed, but it's bringing color, not color. Well, maybe color, but it's bringing curl and wave back to our hair, especially if you have that naturally to just embrace. And that's kind of been yeah. on trend yeah. for a while, girl, but girl just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. So look for more tech and beauty. For example, there is a brand now at Walmart. I haven't checked this out, but it's called Hair Lab, where you go in in certain Walmarts and they have a Hair Lab machine. You sit down and the machine assesses your scalp and your hair texture and basically gives you a readout of what kind of products you need based on how interesting how oily or not oily your scalp is based on how hard your water is based on the texture of your hair so you're going to see more tech coming in to like that's kind of in the theme for 2023 it sounds like right even in our hair care products more tech in skincare one of the big ingredients that you're going to be hearing a lot about if you haven't already is azaleic acid and it is an ingredient that decreases pigmentation. It can really help with acne breakouts and also if you have post-acne scarring. So kind of correcting hyperpigmentation on the skin, any dark patches that you have, you're going to see more and more products from brands with the azaleic acid in it. Drunk Elephant has one that just came out, Peach and Lily. I'll try to find some more examples and put in the show notes. Two more things. More brands are going to be coming out with fragrances. I love fragrances and I am so happy about this trend. Fragrances are having a moment. And so you're seeing more and more brands coming out with fragrances like Fenty came out with one recently. So even like Too Faced, which has traditionally been cosmetics only, now has a fragrance. So you're going to be seeing more mass produced fragrances. You're going to be seeing more emphasis on the niche brands as well coming out. So fragrances are going to be everywhere in 2023. 
Last one, more dupes, which we love a dupe around here, right? More dupes. As high-end products go viral on TikTok, the brands like Elf and NYX that are more affordable brands, Milani, they are all scrambling to create, produce, and get in your hands a dupe so that you can have a product that gives you that same impact that you would get from a higher-end brand that you saw on TikTok, but it's a dupe for you. So That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's another one you've got? Okay. So one thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is one I feel like, I don't know how this is going to stick, if this is going to be one of the things that we're going to look back on someday and say, oh yeah, 2023, that thing. Okay. But you are going to start hearing about it this year, Okay, my prediction. And it's called cycle syncing. Okay. Tell me more. This It's come across my radar. Tell me everything. So I feel like the first time I heard it, I wasn't sure what people were saying. So it's about your menstrual cycle yeah. and syncing it through the different phases of your menstrual cycle to how you exercise, yes. what you eat and what you do yeah. to help your body do well as it's shifting through its different hormone needs. Um, so that you will have just like an easier to manage life is yes. the idea of it. Yeah. So the reason that I think you're going to hear about it is it's just getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it affects so many areas. So, you know, you could hear it, you follow food bloggers, they might start talking about it because what you eat at different times in your cycle, you know, they might give you different recipes. For sure, how you exercise, you know, like there might be certain times it's really better to do gentle things like yoga and other times when it's better to do things that are more intense. Yeah. And this is all customized to your cycle. So depending on where you are in your cycle, this is what you should do. It's very interesting. I can see how it can have lots of scientific, you know, research behind it for sure. Women's bodies change through the course of their cycle. And that is not something that we think about enough, right? Yes. Or that we acknowledge enough that we say, hey, I'm different on day one than I am on day 15. There's all these changes happening. And we just kind of were like, oh, well, yeah, there's that week I get my period. You know, like we've really simplified it down. So if nothing else, getting more in touch with our cycles and how we change and what we can do to honor our bodies as it changes is I think a really good thing. But just look for cycle syncing in different areas um, as we go through 2023. And one thing that I was like, I don't know how this is going to affect those of us in perimenopause because- I don't know where our cycles right. are. Yes. You know, they're not really cycles. They're like crazy figure eights or I something. Know. Yes. Um, so I don't know if we get to participate in the cycle seeking trend because I don't know that we ever know exactly where we are in our cycle. However, there's probably wisdom there. Yes. If nothing else, listening to your body. Yes. And saying like, what is a good thing Absolutely. that I could do for me right now? Mm-hmm. Because I am different today than I was four days ago. Exactly. Um, because of how my body adjusts. So cycle syncing, look for that. I definitely have seen a few creators on TikTok that have come across my FYP talking about that. The ones I've seen have mostly been in the realm of food, what you eat when in your cycle. I'm very interested in it for myself for productivity. I've noticed, you know, from start of cycle to ovulation, like I have all the ideas and all the energy and I have noticed post ovulation and the closer I get to starting a new cycle. I sometimes feel like I can't even find my words, let alone find energy to, you know, and so I'm really interested in applying that in a not really a productivity way, but just like a an energy management way in terms of like being more mindful about what kind of expectations I have based on where I am in my cycle. Yes. And I have seen that applied to it as well, like productivity saying, you know, when should you, just like we talk about during the day. Yeah. Are you a type of person that's going to have the most energy and focus in the morning or in the afternoon? 
you know, being able to honor your own yes way through the day. So this is the same idea. Yeah. Just looking at it through a menstrual cycle lens. And I'm going to mention one other thing here that I thought was really, I love this actually. And it kind of circles back to what you were saying with your awesome of the week being yoga with Adrian's 30 day journey here through January, which is that I really think, and this is kind of something that I've just put together. So I'm the trend maker here. You are the trendsetter. Yes. I guess. It is that sustainable movement is kind of like the next wave of body positivity. Okay. Awesome. What I mean by that is I just see such a trend in movement, in moving your body, not calling it exercise, not calling it working out, Mm -hmm. um, because we have a lot of stigma around those words, good and bad, in our culture. Mm. And so I think there's a lot of us women in particular who are like, I don't want to exercise. Mm -hmm. But when we start to say, how can you move your body today? Yes. It takes away some of that pressure. It takes away some of the stigma. And so just embracing that it doesn't need to be like what you were saying. It doesn't have to be like something that you're even getting better at. Oh, if I'm running, I should be running faster. I need to be running further. Like just moving your body today. How can you move your body today? And what do you need to do to honor where you are? Is today a really gentle yoga practice? Is today a walk outside? is today a ride on your exercise bike, or you're going to go to the local Y or the health club. You know, there's all these different ways, but just noticing and honoring yourself, your body in a true self-care way, right? We've said this a lot, like moving your body is self-care. It is. It really is. So I love that I'm seeing the body positivity movement, which really is about, this is my body. And it's not about the size it is. It's not about numbers on a scale. Yes. And we're taking it into beyond just like how we look, maybe what we eat, but also like how we move. Yes. Anybody can move. Anybody move what you can as often as it feels good. In one of our Midlife with Minty and Meg episodes, Mm -hmm. Minty even talked about just like literally a kitchen dance party. Like say, we're going to dance it out for three songs, you know, just make it fun. And that movement, I love that you're saying that sustainable movement as opposed to Exercise feels like something you commit to for a short amount of time for a specific goal, usually around weight loss, you know, and it's not fun, but you just like power through it. But no, looking at sustainable movement as a part of your lifestyle. Yes, I'm loving that. We have a few more trends that we want to get to. We've got to take one more break. But when we come back, we have a few more. And there is one that I cannot wait to tell you guys about. I'm so excited about it. So we're going to get to that when we come right back. Okay, we are back and we have just a few more trends to be aware of as we move into 2023. We've talked about so many already. One that I wanted to mention, just like really briefly, kind of fits into the pop culture category. I think that this is me making a prognostication. This is my prediction. Okay, I think we're going to continue to see more avant-garde movies, more like horror and science fiction that push the boundaries of what we think of when we think of like popular movies. I'm thinking what Jordan Peele is doing with Get Out and the other movies that he has created in the kind of like shaking up what our ideas of horror are. I think that horror movies are continuing to be on trend that people are enjoying those because they are so imaginative. I think people are kind of over, maybe not over like MC Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but just like we're ready for new stories. And horror and science fiction are two areas where they're so imaginative or like how big everything everywhere all at once was last year. So innovative and such 
different storytelling than we're used to. And I think we're going to see that. I think that the film that just came out, the horror science fiction film, Megan, <laughs> that just came out about the doll. Have you seen the trailer for I this, Kelly? I haven't even seen the trailer for it, I don't think. So the premise is that there is a little girl whose parents have died and she goes to live with her aunt who works in developing AI. And so they create this AI doll that is meant to be like sort of help this little girl never feel sad again. Well, as is often the case in the whole reason the realm, the genre of science fiction exists, because it takes these ideas of, oh my gosh, there's this new technology. What if it goes wrong? Right. Mm -hmm. And so the AI becomes fully actualized in the film Megan. Megan is the name of the doll and the doll starts to do horrible things. And yeah. so that movie is really big. Lots of buzz around it right now. And I think that's a great example of as we grasp and grapple with all of the changes that are happening in our bigger collective culture and society and world right now, that we're going to see more expressions of that in pop culture. And I think film is where you're really going to see a lot of that. That's my prediction. Well, actually, I wrote down something too that was similar more in a big way. I just think that in some ways, pop culture is dead. And what we have now is niche culture. Ooh, dang. Y'all write that down because that is the truth. Yes. I mean, you know, it's not that there aren't things that are very widely known, but because of the internet and all the different things, we are so segmented that there are very few things that I feel like you could consider pop culture these days. People can find their own things and there's so much content being created and a lot of it good. I mean, some of it's sure. obviously not great, yeah. but a lot of it is really, really good. And so like, I can't get my family to watch anything together anymore. Because they're so used to watching their own thing. They're like, oh, right. that's not exactly what I would choose. Yeah. You know, I was going to go do this thing. I have my YouTube person posted something new or whatever. You know, like, I just think that the idea, which it's been a gradual thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I grew up with the kind of the three main networks, you know. Or oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. And then there was cable, you know, but it was even the olden days. We had a cable box, had an A and a B. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yes. That was really old. You yeah. Know, so as things have grown, um, and then there were DVDs, and we have so much at our disposal. Yes. That I feel like not in a bad way all the time, but we've lost that idea of a pop culture being something right. that we all share. Right. Yes. Well, there is one thing I know coming in the year ahead that is going to be a sort of unifying moment, right? Tell yeah. us more about well, that. Well, I honestly don't know. So, you guys, if you aren't aware, one of the big things that I feel like you just need to have on your radar for 2023 is that Charles will be coronated as king in England in May. Okay. So I kind of had forgotten, honestly. <laughs> like the queen died. Yes. And then we were like, okay, so Charles is king now, yes. right? But not really. Maybe he is technically, but they're going to have the big freaking huge ceremony yeah. in May. And I don't know, we've never seen this happen. Right. Very few people are alive today that have seen a new head of state in England yes. be seated on the throne. Right. So I am fascinated. I think it will be interesting. I do know that there are kinds of problems with the royal family right now with the Harry and Meghan, you know, like documentary and then the book coming out. Like, yes, it might be just another moment for people to be like, why are we caring so much about these people and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure it will be not without controversy. But if nothing else, it will be fascinating to watch. Yes. And the pomp and circumstance and to see what happens. So that's going to be a big thing. That is not a bad news thing necessarily coming in 2023. So I just felt like we needed to put it on your radar. Yes, definitely. Be aware. I'm like you. Like I saw that you had made a note of that. 
And I was like, wait, he's not like literally already the king. I don't know how these things work, obviously. So no, the coronation hasn't happened yet, but it's coming up. And I do think that there's so much conversation, so much people criticizing, people pointing out things that are good, the Harry and Meghan split off and all that, you know, sort of, I don't want to say content they're creating, but the things, I mean, the things they're bringing to light. Yeah. Harry has a book coming out. Yeah, it's out. Yeah. It's out right now? I think so. I think it okay. came out last week. Okay. I did not even realize that. So the conversations around the royal family, whether you love them or hate them, those will be very on trend in 2023. Those conversations are not going anywhere, I don't think. So, okay. Here's the last thing I want to tell you guys. And I am delighted to share this with you. Now, this does have to do with the realm of the stars and collective energy and a little bit into astrology. So this may not be for you, but I think you're going to love the message whether you believe in this stuff or not. So I want to tell you, I got all of this information from a YouTuber named Sarah Verba, who does all kinds of work and talk around not just astrology, but like around a more intentional living and those types of things. I will link to her specific video where I got this from for you guys to go check out if you want to watch the whole thing. But she mentions in this video that on March 7th of this year, that Saturn is going to move from the house of Aquarius into Pisces. And when that happens, it will complete a three-year cycle, that three-year cycle of Saturn being kind of stuck in Aquarius is going to come to a close. Kelly, if you think back three years from early March. Yeah, um, that was when it all went down. That's when it all went down. And so there's this idea as Saturn finally leaves the house of Aquarius and moves into the house of Pisces that we're bringing to a close collectively everything that has happened in the past three years. And she really encourages that starting in March, that is a great time. Well, you can do it anytime, of course, but especially when that energy is really high in March, it's a great time to ponder, to reflect on, to record for yourself what you've learned over the past three years, to really take the time to go inward, to get honest with yourself. A lot of us have seen those changes come to light, but how often have we had time to even take a beat to think about what we've learned and what we've experienced, there's going to be a really strong emphasis on the collective wisdom moving as Saturn moves into Pisces. The last time that Saturn was in Pisces was in the mid 90s. So if we think back, those of us who are alive, I was graduating high school and going to college in the mid 90s was the last time we had this emphasis on learning from the collective wisdom. And then finally, the thing I'm so excited about is with this shift in our universe, that the energy is going to be softer, more gentle. So when you said earlier that everything is kind of focused on a softer experience, I was like smiling so much because I was thinking of this. So yes, and actually something that I saw in one of the articles that I read, and I thought this is funny. I think it was the New York Times. One of the trends for 2023, they call okay. it the normies. Oh, the normies revenge. So they're basically saying that we just are going to get back to some normal life. Thank you. So it kind of goes with that, right? Yes. I mean, I don't think it's revenge really, but it's just the idea that we've been through a lot and we've been acknowledging this, you know, collectively as a culture for sure on the podcast over the last three years. So the idea really, when you were saying this has been a three-year cycle, yes. like I got chills. Yes. You're just like, okay, yes, it has been. And I will take the affirmation that we are going to just have some boring, bland yes. time ahead of us. Yes, please, Any Lord, day, make right it now. happen. Like, yes. 
boring and bland sounds pretty darn good because yeah. it just would be a chance for us all to take a deep breath and exhale. Yes. So yes, that is obviously the awesomes. We'll take it or leave it as far as the astrology part goes, but I think that we can all embrace mm. a little bit of normie yes. in our lives. Bring on the normie. Let's lead the charge for sure. Yes. We need t-shirts and bumper stickers and everything for sure. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for doing the research. I know I had fun digging through I all of too. this. It's very exciting to think about for the year it ahead. Is. It is really, it's fun to see. Obviously, as we've said, we don't know how much of this stuff yeah. will truly trend the way that people who are smarter than us and pay attention to these little pockets of culture say they will. Yeah. But if nothing else, I do think that you'll be hearing about most of these things. Yes, for sure. This year. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, again, happy birthday. If Thank the you. awesomes want to find you on social media to wish you a happy birthday or to just talk about any of this or anything else, where can we find you all around the web? Well, you can always find me in the Sort of Awesome Hangout on Facebook or the Sort of Awesome Superstars group, which is that exclusive yes. Facebook hangout for our superstar supporters, yes. reporters. <laughs> There's probably supporters. some reporters in there. <laughs> yeah, there might be. But you can also find me on social media. I'm still on Twitter. Still there. So at still there. MN. And the same address on Instagram at Kelly Gordon MN. Okay. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are. Give us a hashtag if you're talking about the show. We would love to hear from you. Awesome's happy 2023 again. Thanks so much for listening. See y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.